here today. We thank you, God, that you're giving us this, this opportunity to meet virtually and to share fellowship. Even as we are here to study your word, we are praying for utterance, Lord. We are praying for an ear that will listen to your word. We are praying for a heart that will be prepared to receive your word and to obey your word. In the name of Jesus, I, I pray that even as this year is a year of knowing Christ, we will know you more, Lord, and we will walk in the knowledge that we get from our, our meetings every Sunday, every Wednesday, or every meeting as a church. We will walk in this knowledge and this revelation in Jesus' mighty name. I pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I think our, our, our theme for this year is knowing Christ. And I believe that Pastor Steve has um, Pastor Steve had done has done justice to this 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 particular topic and has said has taught us so many things about knowing Christ. Um, personally, I am when I see that um, people are able to handle one particular verse. For Pastor Steve has teach six series on this verse. And, and for me, it's it's a skill. I, I believe that it's a skill and the grace of God. It takes the grace of God and the skill to do this. Like the um, um, Nicodemus said, no one can do this unless God is with him. It's something that I, I see as very, um, for me, it's, it marvels me that people are able to do that. And I mean, Pastor Steve's a great teacher and has handled this topic very well and has taught us so much about it. And so I, I don't have much to say today on this topic, but I just wanted to touch on a few areas. I believe Pastor Steve will teach more on, on, on it. And so God bless you, Pastor Steve. I have been blessed by um, the previous Sundays listening to you and um, learning a lot from what Pastor Steve is teaching us. So I just wanted to share a little about knowing Christ and the ultimate destination that we see um, um, Paul talk about in Philippians. So if you can turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 to 11. I have it on the screen as well. It says, For the circumcision, for we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh. I more also circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, concerning the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, these things I counted loss for Christ. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish, that I may gain Christ, and being found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but the righteousness which is through faith in Christ Jesus, the righteousness which is from God by faith. And this is where we pick our theme from that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering 
being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection of the dead. Amen. I want I want us to read this verse as well. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 39 to 45. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of animals, another of fish, another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies, but the glory of the celestial one. But the glory of the celestial one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown in natural body. It is raised a supernatural body. There is a natural body and there is a supernatural body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last man became a life-giving spirit. Amen. And so, the verses that we just read, the first one, talks about what Paul's ultimate objective was. He said his ultimate objective is that he will attain unto the resurrection. That was Paul's main objective. As a believer, as a follower of Christ, Paul wanted to make sure that he wanted to live his life in a way that he will attain unto the resurrection. And I believe that this morning and this day that we live in, our objective as believers, our objective as Christians has to be that we will attain unto the resurrection. And so it is important that we understand what the resurrection is. In our quest to know Christ, in our desire to pursue God and follow him till the end, we should know that our destination is not when we become born again. When you become saved and you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it does not mean that you have arrived yet. And we see Paul telling us all the credentials that he had. He said, if anyone wants to boast, he also he can boast. Because he is also of the tribe of Israel. He is a Hebrew of Hebrews. Concerning the law, he is a Pharisee. It means he knew the law. He had knowledge. And so if anybody was going to boast, was going to be to boast about the knowledge he has, then Paul has more knowledge than all anyone else who was entitled to boast. He said concerning zeal, persecuting the church. The reason why Paul justified his zeal was that um, Paul's zeal was a zeal for God. Paul had a zeal that he was doing the will of God. He had a zeal that he was preserving God's covenant with Israel. When he was persecuting the church. So he actually thought that he was doing the will of God. He was fighting for God when he was persecuting the church. Because in those days, the people in Judaism felt that the Christians who were at that time called the people of the way. Or the way. The people who followed the doctrine of the way. They were diluting or they were destroying God's covenant with Israel. And so Paul being... In Judaism wanted to preserve God's covenant and so he was zealous for God to the point that he was persecuting the church 
And he says, concerning the righteousness that is of, of the law, he was blameless. But then he comes again. He says, whatever things that were gained to him, he counted them as a loss, as nothing. Other version says, he counted them as dunk. That he will attain unto the resurrection. And so Paul's pursuit, he was able to relegate everything, every credential that he had. Every material thing that he could boast of, Paul relegated it and said, it is not important at all. What is important for us is that we will attain unto the resurrection. This morning, I want us to take our eyes off material things and focus on the resurrection. Let's take our eyes off things, earthly things of this world. You see, there are so many materialism that is being preached out there. A lot of people are thinking that, oh, if I become a Christian, the purpose of becoming a Christian is that I'll be rich. I'll live in a good house. I'll buy a private jet. I'll buy a nice mansion and live in. That is not the goal of Christianity. That is not the purpose of Christianity. That should not be our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal should be that we will attain to the resurrection. And I pray that this one will be able to explain that further. And so let's not give in to the material, materialistic doctrines that we are hearing from the world today. Or some of them even hearing in church. That if you are a Christian, then it means that you, you, must, you must have everything in this world. And so people go to church not with their focus on Jesus Christ, but their focus on getting a nice car, their focus on getting a house, their focus on being able to buy a private jet, their focus on material things and not Jesus Christ. And so they miss the point. The whole point of Christianity is to be in fellowship with God for eternity. Now here on earth and eternity, that is the point of Christianity, to have fellowship with God. That is why God created us. That is why Jesus Christ came to save us. It is not about material things. In fact, when we look at COVID and everything that has happened in, in the past few months, it has made nonsense of everything that we held on, on to. Everything that we have our confidence in has been shaken. Oh, people thought that they had the, be the best health system. But we can see that COVID has proven that the best health system cannot handle certain situations. People have their confidence in, in their political system. But we have seen COVID has proved to us that the political system cannot solve every problem. People sometimes magnify themselves above God. But we can see that a tiny invisible virus can reduce us to nothing and can cause all of us to stay at home. No matter how big and how nice your car is, you will pack it and stay at home. An invisible virus can do that to us. And so we need to focus more on God and not about ourselves. Society right now magnify self more than God. But we should bear in mind that there is something that is going to happen in future that is more than COVID, which will make nonsense of every castle that we have built here on earth, which, has, which will make nonsense of everything that we have our confidence in as believers. Paul said that if in this life only we have hope in Christ, 
we are of all men most miserable. If the reason why you are following Jesus Christ is that you want to get a lot of money, you want to build a house or you want to buy a house, you want to buy a car. If that is the only reason why you are following Jesus Christ, the Bible says then you are very miserable. I'm not saying these things are not good. But let's circumcise our heart of these things. Let's take the attachment that we put, the attachment that we have in our heart for these things. Let's put it aside because Christianity is not about these things. Christianity is about fellowship with God here on earth and in eternity. Christianity is not compiling and adding on to material things. As believers, we need to heal our heart of material things. Paul said we, he has no confidence in the flesh. Paul's confidence was not in any fleshly thing. His confidence was not in himself. His confidence was not in another person. His confidence was not in any earthly thing. But his confidence was in God. His confidence and his pursuit was that one day he will attain unto the resurrection. And that should be our pursuit as Christians. That one day we will attain unto the resurrection. And therefore, because of that, we cannot declare that we have arrived yet. We have all not arrived. We have a glimpse of that fellowship here on earth. We have a glimpse of that resurrection because we have died to sin and we are resurrected unto righteousness. But there is an ultimate resurrection and the Bible describing Corinthians that we are going to resurrect with a glorious body. And that should be our pursuit and that should be our desire as Christians. Beloved, we should rid ourselves of materialism we should rid ourselves of pursuing material things it does not mean we shouldn't work hard on earth work hard it does not mean that you shouldn't make money make money but know that the money you make is just a tool it is not an end it is not something it is not the reason why you are a christian as a lot of some people are preaching right now that the People have reduced the gospel to the fact that, oh, if, if you have to be rich, it is just living here on earth. And no, the gospel is not just about living here on earth. Of course, Jesus wants you to live a comfortable life here on earth. But that is not the ultimate purpose. Like Paul said, his ultimate goal is that he count all these things as loss. He count all these things as nothing. That he will attain unto the resurrection. So Paul's pursuit and the pursuit of the early church was that they wanted to attain unto the resurrection. And this should be our mindset. As we seek to know Jesus Christ. We are not you just said somebody said God is not a casino that you put one coin in and just turn something and then a lot of coins will come out. That shouldn't be our mindset as Christians. We are not here to transact business with God. We are here to have fellowship with God, and that should be our mindset as believers. Now, when you ask a lot of Christians that what is the reason why Jesus Christ died, I think the first answer will be that. To forgive us our sins. Why was it necessary that our sins will be for, should be forgiven? So that we will be reconciled with God. 
so that we will have fellowship with God. Because before the fall of Adam, the Bible says they were both naked and they were not, they were not ashamed. They were not aware of their nakedness. Many believe that it was the glory of God that covered them. And because of the glory of God, they were not ashamed. They were not even aware of their nakedness. But after they fell, when God came back to them to have fellowship with them, they hid themselves from the presence of God because they were ashamed that they were naked. They had come to the realization that they were naked. The Bible says, in the cool of the day, God came to have fellowship with them. So God, from the beginning, God's desire was to have fellowship with man. And so Jesus Christ, and so when Adam fell, I'm sorry, when Adam fell, that fellowship, Bible, God said, when you eat this food, you shall surely die. And at that point, that death, there was eternal separation from God. And so when Adam disobeyed God, there was eternal separation from God. And we were separated from God. And so some, um, some of the things that happened during the fall was that Adam realized that he was naked. Adam hid from the presence of God. And they died. They actually died because they were eternally separated from God. And that gives us the reason why Jesus Christ came to die. He came to die to reconcile us back to God. He came to die to bring us back into fellowship with God. Because the sin brought separation. And before we can be brought back to God, sin had to be taken away. Sin came in between us and God. And so Jesus Christ had to deal with sin and remove sin so that we can be reconciled back to God. And so when you talk about the purpose of the death of Jesus Christ, it does not end with the forgiveness of sin. The forgiveness of sin was the means to the end of bringing us back to God. And that is why when after the death of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit came to live inside of us. God came to reside inside of us. And so the fellowship begins when we accept Jesus Christ into our lives. We begin living a glimpse of the resurrected life because we die to sin and we resurrect unto righteousness. But it is not complete. That is not the end. There is an ultimate resurrection that we are we should all have at the back of our mind there is an ultimate resurrection that should be our focus as christians so the next question you should answer is why did jesus christ die for me? why did jesus christ die for me when he died that my sins would be forgiven but it doesn't end there he died that will be reconciled with god he died so that we will have the presence of god in us and that is why we have the holy spirit after we believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us. Now, the reason why God delivered the Israelites from Egypt was not, was not just so that he would give them a land. It was not just that, but that his presence will also be with them. And that gives us an example of why Jesus Christ delivered us from sin and delivered us from the world so that we could have the Spirit of God living inside of us. So all of us who have become Christians 
should understand that we have the Spirit of God living inside of us. The Holy Spirit is, is in us. We carry God inside of us. When you read John chapter 14, verse 23, the Bible says that anyone who loves me, sorry, anyone who loves me will obey my teachings. My Father will love them, and I will come to them and make my home with them. Jesus Christ promised that anyone who loves him and obeys his commandment, they were, he was going to come to make his home in us. We have to be aware of the presence of, our, of the Holy Spirit in our lives daily. And we need to foster a relationship with the Holy Spirit. It is not enough to just know that I have the Holy Spirit inside of me. But we should know that the Holy Spirit wants to have a relationship with us. And so we need to foster that relationship. We have to be, and, and whenever we share the grace, we say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship, I think the last time Pastor Jessica explained, and the koinonia and the partnership of the Holy Spirit should be with us always. And so as new I mean, as New Testament Christians or as born or as people of the new covenant, we should know that we have this fellowship, we have this partnership with the Holy Spirit here on earth. And the presence of God is with us. And that was the main reason why Jesus Christ died. So that we will be brought back to God. So that we will have the presence of God. And this presence of God is for eternity. If we continue and remain faithful, we are going to experience the resurrection where we are going to forever be in the presence of God, forever be in fellowship with God. And this should be our focus whilst we live here on earth. Our focus should be that we want to maintain eternal relationship with God, eternal fellowship with God. This should be our objective as Christians. And until we arrive at this point, nothing should cause us to relent in our faith. Nothing should cause us to relent in our desire to know Jesus Christ. Nothing should cause us to become weary in pursuit of righteousness, in pursuit of the will of God, in pursuit of the word of God. We should forever remain hungry and desire more of Jesus Christ, more of the word of God until we attain unto that resurrection. What that means is that as long as we are here on earth, our zeal for God should ever should ever increase. There should not be a time that our zeal and our desire to know God and to know the word of God comes down. But our desire to know the will of God, to know the word of God and to know God should continually increase until we attain unto the resurrection. There should be no time in our lives that we begin to... Um, relent in our pursuit of God and feel that, okay, this time I know enough about Jesus Christ so I can relax. So I can, decide, I can decide not to read the Bible anymore. I can decide that at least the things that I've learned for in 2020 can carry me on till, 20, till the end of 2021. And so I can decide not to read the Bible, not to pray, not to come to church. There shouldn't be a point in a believer's life where you think that you have arrived enough and so your desire to know Jesus Christ is no more as it is to be. 
And so that is why Jesus, um, the, in Revelation, God told the churches that go back to your, the church of Ephesus, that go back to your first love. You can remember the day, the time that you became born again and how you decide to follow God. Do everything that is available in church. You wanted to do it. But what happened that at this point you feel that you have attained something. You already know enough. And so you can judge things and decide that I won't do this. Even though the church wants to do this. No, I won't do this. I don't want to get involved in the fasting. I don't want to get involved in the midweek studies. I know a lot already. No, there shouldn't be a point in our lives, our Christian life, where our pursuit for God, we feel that we have arrived. Because the the only arrival point, Paul said, that I will attain. Another translation is that I will arrive at the resurrection. So our arrival point is the resurrection. So we are still on a journey. And we should have that mindset. We are pilgrims. We are on a journey. We have not arrived yet. Our arrival, our final destination is the resurrection where we are going to be reconciled with God, where we are going to reunite with God. Until we get to that point, we have to stay hungry in our pursuit for God. We have to stay hungry in our pursuit to know Jesus Christ. This year and even beyond this year, It is all about knowing more about Jesus Christ and being like Jesus Christ. That is what Christianity is about. And our final destination is that we will become resurrected. We will attain unto the resurrected body. And so, believers, I just want to say that let's not think in any day or in any time that we are okay. Until the day that we arrive at the resurrection, we are not okay. Now, a lot of people sometimes describe the Holy Spirit as a force. But the Holy Spirit is not just a force. He is a person. And so God gave us the Holy Spirit to have fellowship with us. And that is why we have fellowship. And we should remember that this fellowship is an eternal fellowship that God wants to have for us. And that should be our pursuit as we live here on earth. Let me move quickly. The Bible tells us that every one of us is going to resurrect, both the believer and the unbeliever. But the unbeliever will resurrect unto condemnation and the believer will resurrect unto eternal life. In John chapter 8, verse 28 and 29, the Bible says, Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming, which all who are in the grave will hear his voice and come forth. Those who have done good, to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation and so our desire it means that even when we die still and we die as believers still our pursuit to attain unto the resurrection doesn't end there but we are going to be called out and we'll put on a new body and those those the people who died in Christ will resurrect unto a new body, unto a glorious body. The resurrection from the dead will put us into eternal fellowship with God. And we are going to forever have fellowship with God because of our resurrected body. If we stick to the truth, if we stick to our pursuit of Jesus Christ, our resurrected body 
will have eternal communication, eternal, eternal fellowship with God. And so the second passage that we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 39 to 45, it gives us a description of what the, um, the resurrected body was going to look like. It says that the resurrected body is sown in corruption, but it is raised in incorruption. And so when we finally resurrect as Christians, we will not be, it will be impossible for us to sin. Sin, the presence of sin will be completely dealt with and it will be impossible for us to have a sinful thought because our corrupted body has died and we have an incorruptible body and there is no way we'll be able to sin. It says that it is sown in dishonor and it is raised in glory. And so the resurrected body is going to be a glorious body. It is sown in weakness and it is raised as a spiritual body. The resurrected body is going to be a spiritual body. I, 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 Jesus Christ said at one point that we are going in Matthew chapter 22 verse 31. Jesus Christ says we are going to be like angels. Our resurrected body is going to be glorious. It's going to be strong and it will have no limitation at all. There are not going to be any headaches when we resurrect. Our body is never going to get old when we put on the resurrected body. Our body would not know sin. It would be impossible for us to sin when we put on the glorious body. This gives me, in John chapter 20 verse 19, the Bible says that then the same, the same day at the evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst. Listen, take note of the passage. Where the Bible says that the disciples had shut the door and they were afraid of the Jewish leaders after the death of Jesus Christ. And they were just in, indoors. The doors were locked. And the Bible says Jesus appeared in their midst and he said, peace be unto you. This gives me an idea of what the resurrected body will look like. There will be no restriction. The doors were, were closed, all right, but Jesus just appeared in their midst. This is real Superman. He just appeared in their midst and he said, Peace be unto you. The resurrected body will be without limitation. It will be without limitation. And let this be our pursuit until we attain unto the resurrection. Nothing is supposed to cause us. To give up our pursuit of God. We are supposed to live, start living the resurrected life here. By dying to sin and living for righteousness. We die to sin and we live unto righteousness. Sin must not have dominion over us. Our body has been delivered from the power of sickness. And we must enforce that. We must ensure that we enforce that as believers. In conclusion... Our focus as Christians should not be on material things. Let's get rid of every material mindset. We should not focus on materiality. Uh, sorry, I'm sorry, materialism. But our focus should be on knowing Jesus Christ. Our arrival point is not when we, we are able to buy a big mansion. Our arrival point is not when we are able to buy a private jet or two or three private jets. 
our arrival point is when we attain unto the resurrection. And that arrival point, that destination is never here on earth. Our destination as believers is never here on earth. You know, when people graduate from university, they say, I have made it. As believers, there is no way we can say, I have made it, finally made it, until we live here on earth. Because when we meet Jesus Christ and we put on the glorious body, at that point, we can all scream and say, I have made it. But until then, let's stay focused. Let's stay hungry for God. Let's stay hungry in pursuit of more of God until we attain until the resurrection this morning when i was preparing when i i mean the point of much um materialism is what really touched me that a lot of us have loose focus on christ and have are focusing on earthly things that have no value that even covid has proved to us that earthly things have absolutely no value our portion is jesus christ and so let's hold on on to jesus christ because earthly things when you live here on earth nothing is of value even the suit that you'll be buried with you'll be buried with will will get rotten on, on in the ground nothing is of eternal value here on earth let not put our focus on earthly things let's not put our focus on material things everything that we enjoy here on earth they are tools that has been given unto us to live on earth. And let's not put our heart in these things. Let's not put our heart in riches. Let our heart be focused on Jesus Christ. Let's stay hungry to know more of God and more of Jesus Christ. This should be our main focus. Our final destination is the resurrection unto life. And I want us to always put that at the back of our mind. That as believers, no matter how matured we are, we have not arrived yet. We, we have not, as long as we are still on earth, there is no way we can arrive because that is not our destination. Let's pursue God. Let's desire God. Let's f- nurture that fellowship with God. I pray that our heart will be healed of every form of materialism and our heart will be in pursuit of God in the name of Jesus I want to share this song with you when I was preparing. This is the song that came into my heart and I want to share. And I want us to prayerfully listen to the song and watch the words of the song. It's a hymn.
enough that Jesus Christ died and he died for us. We don't need any other argument and we don't need other, any other plea. The death of Jesus Christ is enough for us. The death of Jesus Christ is enough for us. And that is all that should be our pursuit. That Jesus Christ as he died and resurrected and became the firstborn from the resurrection. That should be our pursuit as believers. I pray for everyone at the sound of my voice that we will stay focused on the resurrection. That the only time we will say that we have arrived is when we meet Jesus and we put on our glorious body. It's the only time that we will say we have arrived is when we get into that fellowship with God, that eternal fellowship with God. I pray that our heart will be healed of materialism. We won't put our confidence in man. We will not put our confidence in our money, in our bank account, in our knowledge, in our wisdom, in any earthly thing. But our confidence will be in Jesus Christ. And our pursuit here on earth will not just be following after things that do not have eternal value. But our pursuit will be to know Jesus Christ more and more. That to be like him and to reflect his glory here on earth. I pray that we will live up to the name that God has given us as children of God. That our lives will be worthy of Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.